at one verse, 1 Peter 2, verse 6. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. 1 Peter 2, 6. When we consider God's wrath and judgment, we take comfort in this passage from Peter like we take comfort in this sacrament. God's comfort for us as his people. God's wrath and judgment for our sins was taken out upon Jesus. He's the one who suffered for us. If it had been only an angel that suffered or a mere man, then we might be concerned for the validity of our salvation. But the truth here is that it's the one who suffered for us that is the cornerstone himself. God's chosen cornerstone, the first to be returned from exile to home, if you will. He is both God and man, in two natures and one person forever. We read about this in Westminster Shorter Catechism 21. Who is the Redeemer of God's elect? The only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who, being the eternal Son of God, became man, and so was and continueth to be God and man, in two distinct natures and one person forever. So this is the one who died for us. It all began with an action of God, that God would place the first stone We have the promise that we will not be put to shame, therefore. It's a direct consequence. Not because we believe in him, though we do believe in him, because that itself is a gift, but rather because he is the cornerstone that was laid down in Zion and at a price. He has become precious to us because he paid that price. He died and rose again for us. How can we be allowed into the presence of this holy God we study with wrath and with judgment? How can we be allowed into the presence of God the Father in heaven? We can only be allowed into his presence because Christ, the Son of God, is allowed into his presence. And he has taken our sins upon himself, cleansed us of them, risen again to conquer them, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, that Christ is in heaven. He's in Zion. God has placed a cornerstone. And where the cornerstone is, the rest of the building comes. With, with this bread and with this cup, we are more certain of the fuller meal in heaven coming for us. And we will not be put to shame. We will not be turned away. We'll get more than this. We'll get more than we can imagine. The dark side is that profane people who continue to live in sin and then die in their sins do not have any part of Christ. No cleansing by his blood. In fact, the blood of Christ will cry out against them in the final day in God's full justice. To be fair, they must feel the same wrath from the same God that Jesus felt when he paid for our sins. It's unto death. So inconceivably torturing will be the judgment of God against the profane that unbelievers won't know how to endure it any more than they know now how to escape it. Though we send missionaries to the end of the earth to tell them they don't seem to know how to avoid it. Thus the question to you, what about you? 
How can you be sure you're on that end of the teeter-totter? Believe in Christ, Peter says to us in this passage. Christ is the cornerstone who has been placed in heaven, guaranteeing our place. And so we possess heaven's gifts because we already possess the best of heaven's gifts, even Jesus himself already by faith. We have Christ by faith. He's precious to us. We believe in him. That's why we celebrate him.